Welcome to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Anne. This week, we're going to talk about something that everyone experiences from time to time, but that no one likes. It's something that you can outgrow or avoid, but that actually serves a really important purpose and can help you way more than you know. Can you guess what it is? It's a four-letter word that starts with F. That's right, fear. It's what the dictionary defines as an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. And while fear normally gets a bad rap, we want to help you see it differently so you can work with it and learn from it. After all, fear is here to help, but we'll get to that soon. Let's start with why we have fear in the first place. Once upon a time, there were saber-toothed tigers, and we were at the bottom of the food chain. In that time, humans had impulses of fear to stop them from leaving the cave at certain dangerous times of day, or to stop them from taking any risk at all, because any risk could literally mean life or death. In that time, our brains were programmed for survival. They were protecting us from real danger. They were on our side. While the olden days and their dangers are gone now, we're still responding to fear in the same way. We still have that anxiety response, that paralyzing fear that stops us from moving forward, whether it's warranted or not. When we're afraid of getting hurt, we get stuck in our comfort zones, and we actually keep ourselves from growing. So while fear had really, really good intentions to start, and it served its purpose of keeping us alive, the rest of us has evolved, and it hasn't. And while fear can feel like a big problem, an even bigger problem can be how judgmental we are of ourselves for experiencing it in the first place. And for good reason. Many of us have been taught that experiencing fear is negative or weak. And so in addition to being afraid or upset, we then shame ourselves and feel even worse. In order for us to continue to evolve, we need to shift our focus from surviving to thriving and to unleash our potential. The good thing is, our fear can be brought with us, not rejected or beat up. Because it's outdated, it just needs to be loved until it evolves too. We teach a really helpful way of looking at fear in our program using a fish puppet. The fear fish represents fear and shows up when people are nervous, anxious, worried, or are afraid of experiencing something new. The fear fish follows them around until they finally take back their power and confront their fear. When they do, they see that the fish itself is shaking because it's afraid. It doesn't feel safe, so it needs comforting, not anger or blame. With more insight and more compassion, you can support your fear and bring it up to speed so that you can live the life you truly desire and deserve. And fear will be happy when you do, because that's what it's wanted all along. It just went about getting there the wrong way. Now, because the process of taking a more patient and kind approach to ourselves is a lifelong journey, and many, many people do experience fear daily, let's explore that and learn some cool tools. There are two kinds of fear. There's fear because someone is in emotional or physical danger, and then there's unwarranted fear that holds you back from living and growing. As we just touched on, fear is a natural instinct that helps us stay alive. When we're in real danger, like being face-to-face with a hungry lion, we need to protect ourselves. 
Our bodies would be changing our heart rate, pumping blood to our major organs and muscle groups, narrowing our vision, and preparing for either fight or flight. Our bodies are intelligent. When they panic, they're actually working correctly. But sometimes we feel fear in our body when there's no real danger and we're actually safe. Like when we're about to act in a play on stage or write a test. So essentially, when we panic, our body's trying to protect us and is working properly. It's just mistaking a test for a lion. This often happens when we're about to try something new, something unknown, something uncertain. And that's when our peas show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes when I laugh too hard. Uh, no, not like peeing your pants. Oh. Our three peas, they're how we deal with this type of fear, and they're procrastination, like putting things off, pulling away, like talking yourself out of something, and panic at the disco, which is like freezing or panicking. To describe the three Ps to you in the funnest way possible, we came up with a game show skit. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the game show. I'm your host, Jazz. Today we'll be introducing you to three fabulous women who actually represent the three Ps. They happen to have a big test coming up at the end of the week, and we'll be exploring their reactions to stress and fear. It'll be your job, dear audience, to figure out who is who at the end of the game show. A reminder that the three Ps are pulling away, panic at the disco, and procrastination. Our first contestant is Madame Priscilla Todo. Welcome, Priscilla. Oh, hello, darling. My name is Priscilla, and I really like crafts. How do you do? Hi, Priscilla. We heard that you have a big test this week. How are you going to approach this? Oh, well, tests are really no big deal. I just need to get my ducks in order before I can even imagine starting to study. I need to buy new pencils, erasers, check with my Aunt Shirley. She always knows what brands to buy. I should ask her about her cat Schmerple, too. Gosh, there's so much to do. Okay, then. Thanks a lot, Priscilla. Next, we have our second contestant, Miss Paula Yabut. How do you do? I'm Paula. I won Miss Alberta three years in a row. Well, isn't that nice? We heard that you have a big test this week. How are you going to approach this? Oh, a test. How exciting. I've wanted to show off my smarts for such a long time. Yeah, but I'm not quite ready. I'd like to, yeah, but maybe it's best for me to wait until next year. That will give me more time to prepare. Whoa, those are a lot of yeah buts. Yeah, but I really want to be sure before I say yes. Alrighty, a round of applause for Paula, please. Now, introducing our third contestant, Mrs. Petunia Noe. I'm Petunia Noe, and I sing everything I say. Hi, Petunia. Thanks for being here. We heard that you have to take a big test this week. How are you going to approach it? Ooh, a test where? At a school. You mean you want me to leave my house? Are you serious? Have you seen the drivers in this city? They're unpredictable, reckless. I could be in a car crash. I'd be smushed. No way. Uh-uh, best of luck to you. Okie dokie. Now it's time to identify which P each guest was. 
was the crafty Priscilla to do panic at the disco, pulling away, or procrastination? If you guessed procrastination, you are right. What about contestant number two, Paula Yabut? Which P was she? If you guessed pulling away, you are right. And finally, Petunia No Way. Which P was she? If you guessed Panic at the Disco, you are right. Great work, everyone. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the important question remains, which P are you? Is your go-to P procrastination, panic at the disco, or pulling away? Take a second to think about it and write it down. Great. So there you have it, folks. Thanks again, contestants, for your participation. And thank you, audience, for being so awesome. Remember, fear will always come. But once you know how it shows up, you can be ready. We're back. We hope you like the game show. Now keep that pen handy because we've got some mantras to help you get back on track when your specific P shows up. If your P is procrastination, your mantra is, Hocus pocus, it's time to focus. Time to act and stay on track. And your action is to set a timer for 15 minutes and focus on just one task at a time. If your P is pulling away, your mantra is, Yay! What is so great that I'm pulling away? And your action is to turn your yeah buts into yes and and take the action you've been putting off. If your P is panic at the disco, your mantra is, is this a lion or a test? I'm in control. I choose the rest. And your action is to take deep breaths. You get what you focus on, so focus on what you want to happen. Like you just saw with the ladies, fear, in the form of anxiety, often shows up when we're thinking about the future. As we said before, this is an ancient coping mechanism that was useful thousands of years ago, but it just doesn't serve a purpose anymore. The truth is that often, the unknown is good for us. It's where we follow our dreams, try new things, travel, explore, experience. It's where we grow. So in a way, avoiding the unknown at all costs actually stunts our growth and keeps us stuck, which can quickly lead to discontent and unhappiness. When we're scared, we make up stories, try to find reasons and meanings for things, and even imagine the worst-case scenarios. So a really helpful tool for dealing with feelings of fear and anxiety is to determine whether what's making you anxious is a fact or a story. Here are some real-life examples to help. Situation number one. You're talking to your friend on the phone. She abruptly says she has to go and that she'll call you back. It's been an hour and she still hasn't called you back. Story. I must have said something wrong that upset her. She doesn't want to be my friend anymore. She's replaced me. She finally realized I'm not cool and is leaving me behind. Fact. My friend didn't call me back. Situation number two. You're on your way to volleyball camp where you don't know anyone and are feeling nervous. Story. You shouldn't go. You're going to be all alone. People aren't going to want to be around you, and you're going to look like such a loser. Fact. You don't know anyone at the camp. Situation number three. You're about to write a math test that counts for half of your grade, and you're feeling nervous. Story. You're going to fail. If you fail, you're going to end up flunking out of school and working at a job that pays minimum wage. Your family's going to disown you, and no one will ever love you. 
Fact, you're about to write a test. So the next time you're feeling anxious, ask yourself, is this a story or a fact? Then get to the fact of the matter and go from there. It's all you can do anyway. You can only deal with something once there's a real situation to deal with. We talk a lot about compassion in this podcast because in our opinion, compassion cures. You see, by showing yourself compassion in any situation, you cut to the truth that at your core, you are love. When you recognize that no matter what you experience, you're lovable, then you have no reason to fear and you're set free. In this section, we want you to take the opportunity to help you feel that, to remind you of what being love and being loved feels like. Let's start with self-love. It's such a buzzword. It's used in marketing campaigns to sell products. It commonly shows up on social media as taking a bubble bath or eating chocolate or going to the spa, getting a massage or getting a pedicure. A lot of it is based on doing nice things for yourself. But we want to suggest that it's actually way bigger than just doing stuff like that. And it can be easier too. Self-love is the act of loving yourself. It's not a list of things to get done or something you only deserve if you've done something to earn it. Real love is bigger than the mind can even understand. Real love is unconditional. Real love, the love that you are at your core, is so beyond words that our brains are always trying to find words to define it and hold it and control it. Real love is the real deal. So instead of trying to give yourself the very trendy self-love, what would happen if you decided to show yourself real love? A great rule of thumb to see yourself the way love does is to ask, how would love treat me right now? How would unconditional love, love that is bigger than thought itself, the love that is my core essence and the thing I'm always trying to get to and I'm searching for in everything I do, that deep, fulfilling, unwavering love, how would that love treat me? Our guess is that no matter what, it would treat you with compassion, support, and understanding. It would treat you with patience. Think of a puppy. Imagine a six-week-old puppy with soft fur and loving eyes who just loves to be held and cuddled. Notice the feeling you get as you imagine holding that sweet little puppy. It's a pure, tender, unconditional feeling, isn't it? Well, that's how love sees you. Even if you made a mistake in your eyes and feel like you've done something you knew was wrong, love would treat you with forgiveness, with compassion and understanding. It would help you make choices in alignment with who you really are to experience the life you're here to experience. It would help you move forward from mistakes so you could make better choices in future. And it would let go of the guilt from past mistakes. As Buddha says, every morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters most. To recap, when you're feeling panicked, afraid, alone, or like you shouldn't be feeling what you are, remember how love would see you. Then choose to see yourself that way. To conclude, the F-word, also known as fear, has good intentions, but not always the best timing and delivery. And while it does help us survive in some cases, we have to transform our fear so we can thrive, not just survive. Knowing which P we are and knowing how to decipher between a story we're telling ourselves versus a fact are tools that can help. Remember, fear is not to be feared. It's already afraid. It needs your compassion and your love. It's time for Q&A. Here are some questions that were sent in by kids like you. Question number one. 
When I'm supposed to speak in front of a crowd, I freeze. My heart starts pounding so loud I can actually hear it. What can I do? Great question. There are a few things you can do to reset your perspective and feel better and more in control. The first is be kind to yourself. Recognize that you're afraid and that's okay. In fact, anytime you're afraid or feel constricted, treat that as a pilot light that you need your own love in that moment. Once you switch from blame to support, you have more power in the situation and you'll feel better immediately. Next, take three very deep breaths to help you connect to the body and calm down. This will help you connect to the present moment. In the present moment, you'll see the fact that you're about to speak in front of a crowd and can choose to let go of the story. Remember, fear is trying to protect you. It wants you to succeed, but it just doesn't know the best way to do it. Question number two. When my mom leaves the house, I get this overwhelming fear that she's not coming back. It feels horrible. What should I do? Great question. Believe it or not, I experienced the same thing when I was younger. In my case, each time either of my parents left the house, I would be so scared that they would be hurt and never come back that I would actually stand by the door imagining every possible worst-case scenario so that I could be prepared. And only once I had run through them all did I feel like I could leave the door and get back to my day. See, what I was doing there, and what many of us do, is make up stories out of fear when we don't know the outcome of a situation, so our mind can have a sense of control. But the truth is, we can only ever react to or deal with a situation once it's happened. Remember, the worst-case scenarios are stories we're telling ourselves. They're not based in fact. They haven't happened. They are no more real than something else you could have imagined that moment. There are millions of possible outcomes to any situation, like your parents could actually have a great, safe drive and come home happy and healthy. That's just as likely as anything else. So if you find your mind focusing on worst-case scenarios in the future, instead of focusing on a story and getting upset, focus on what you want. That simple change of focus will change how you feel immediately. Finally, when you do find yourself fearful or anxious, remember to be kind to yourself. Your mind is feeling out of control and is trying to create a sense of being in control. It's trying to help you, but it's going about it in the wrong way. How would you treat a scared puppy in this situation? How can you show that love to yourself? It's time for life work. Life work question number one. What's your go-to pee? Procrastination, pulling away, or panic at the disco? When does it show up the most? Write down your answers in your journal. Life work question number two. What's your pee strategy? Life work question number three. What was the last thing you were anxious about? What story did you tell yourself? What's the fact? And there you have it. You have the power to create anything you want for your life. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Anne. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to be awesome. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute, so you ain't gonna stop me now. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute, so you ain't gonna stop me now. No way, no how.